0: Hey, Saints of God, welcome to Word for Today. I pray that this word today will change you. It changed me. Come on, let's learn together. Hello, 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 Saints of God. What's up? I was supposed to say Saints of Yahweh, but what's up? But God comes out every now and then. (laughs) That's okay. I know it is. Uh, I love you all. And I'm grateful that you've taken the time to listen to Word for Today. Word for Today, this February 26, 2024. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We've been talking about kingdom living. Kingdom living is faith, hope, love. We have the faith of God. We we have our hope in Jesus. And we love all. Love and all. That's what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks is love all. Loving all means that we love God first and foremost. We love ourselves and we love others. But the loving ourselves and loving others goes hand in hand. Because if we don't love ourselves, we're not going to love others. And so the only way we're going to love all is we have to learn how to love ourselves. We have to learn how to consider ourselves. Consider yourself. Consider yourself as God considers you. Consider yourself valuable consider yourself whole consider yourself worthy consider yourself a child of the most high god consider yourself you have to first of all consider god and consider that the fact that god loved you enough to send the son to die for us to take on all of our sin, to take on our sin, S-I-N, not S-I-N-S. That's the result of the the S-I-N. But to take on our sin, that core nature that causes us to do all the things that we do, to take on that and to destroy it, to obliterate it, to uh, take it out of existence so it no longer has bounds on us. It no longer has a chain on us. It can't cause us to do anything we don't want to do. And see, and that's where we get into contention is because the devil didn't make you do it. <laughs> the devil did not make you do it. You chose to do it. And see, this is where we, we don't like to talk about these things. This is where the uh, um, This is where religion fails us. Because religion doesn't like to talk about our responsibility. That we have a responsibility in this life that we call a Christian life. But really it's a life of becoming a citizen of the kingdom. It's a life being a disciple, which means to be a student of Jesus. The Messiah, the Anointed One, and His anointing—it's becoming a student, and then being able to carry out the principles and the passions that Jesus showed us how to walk in. But it's our choice, and that's the part we don't really like—is that it's our choice. We want to—we want to leave everything up to God. Everything, you know. We want to say that, you know, uh, that. God gave us this uh that something came into our lives because God gave the enemy the authority to do it. No. 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 God and the enemy have nothing in common. God does not give the enemy authority to do anything. And <clears throat> he has he took what he wanted. He took and he deceived Eve and took the dominion that was actually given to Adam and using that dominion to try to take over us. Then Jesus came as the second Adam and whipped him at his own game and took back the keys, (laughs) took back the keys. And now we have given the authority back to us. So now, the ball is in our hands. We have to make the decision. We have to make the decision to not do the things that cause us pain, to not do the things that cause us anguish. You know, we have to make the choice not to overload ourselves, trying to please other people. Or trying to even please God. You know, I talked about on this on Sunday that we can't fail God. <laughs> and see, and I know there's people who will argue with me about that, but we can't fail God. You know, Jesus told Peter, he says that the enemy wishes to sift you like wheat. And before the rooster crows, I think it was three times or twice. And he says that you're going to deny me three times. You're going to deny me three times. So it was that the enemy wanted to sift him and, and how he would sift him is through people. He would get people to put pressure on him to speak up for Jesus, to say yes I am his disciple. I'm a student of Jesus. To say yes, I know the man, and he would use people to put this pressure on him. And as he used people to put this pressure on him, that was like trying to push him through a sieve. If, you, if anybody knows what that is, you know, uh, my grandmother had one of those sifters that you know had a handle on it, and you put flour in it, and you squeeze the handle, and the the Flour comes out nice and fluffy with good air in it. And makes the best biscuits. This is what Satan wanted to do to Peter, and he was using people to do that. Now, remember that Peter was on the other side of the cross. He was on the other side of the defeat that the enemy, the defeat that Jesus had given the enemy. So he had no Holy Spirit to help him. But Jesus told him what was going to happen. He could have resisted it. In himself. But he couldn't. See, that's, that's what people fail to remember. That Jesus was showing us. That we can't, in our own power, resist the sifting. We have to do it. Through the Holy Spirit of God, through the Holy Spirit that's given to us to help us make the right decisions. Because now we're on this side of the defeat of the enemy. Peter was still on the other side. Jesus hadn't died, he was just going through the trial at the time. He couldn't resist. He couldn't. That's why Jesus came back to him after he had risen again, after he was raised and And told him what he wanted him to do, he didn't throw him away he didn't He didn't say you you were sifted and you denied me now you, you're done for No, that's not how God works. We're never done for. we cannot fail God. everybody sees that as such an utter failure, but it wasn't. It was just he was telling him what what Satan was going to try to do to him and show him. How much I love you. I'm not going to bother you with that. I'm going to come back. And you're going to be used mightily. Once you feel with the Holy Spirit. And you put me first in your life. That's the thing that we have to remember. We have to remember it's God first. It's Jesus first. First the Holy Spirit in us first. And then there's nothing, there is nothing that can defeat us. It can come against us. It can try. But with the Holy Ghost in us, with the Spirit of God in us, we (laughs) shall not be moved. Glory to God. We shall not be moved because God is with us. You know, my wife and I were talking the other day, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, maybe, and um, we were just talking about um, the house that we live in, and you know, uh, what we thought God was doing, and this and that. And our house has been a house for um, I don't even know what they, what they call it, it's been a house that we have been able to use to minister to different people, it's been a haven. It's been a place that that people uh, that we know and uh, that we love, and God has been able to say that, I I want you to take this one in. I want you to move. I want you to take this one. I want you to do this, you know. And all the time, we don't want to do it. (laughs) I'm just being transparent right now. But all the time, we don't want to do it. But we know that's what God wants us to do. And so, therefore, we make the choice to do it because we have made the decision that God is first. When we talk about this house, there's there's different things that I, I use uh, to, you know, how you use uh, what you call them, uh, not passwords, but uh, IDs and nicknames for different stuff. Well, the one thing that I use for this house is G-T-A, God. Terry and Athena, G T A H, God's, God. Terry and Athena's house. It's God first. It's God's house first, and then it's then it's ours. But it's firstly God's. Our relationship is God, Terry and Athena, not Terry and Athena and God. But it's God, Terry and Athena. God is first in our life. God is leading us. We're following God. God's not following us. And see, that's the thing that we have to make the choice to put God first. All of us do. All of us have to make that choice to make, to put God first in our lives and begin to live as students of Christ, disciples. To learn the principles and the concepts of Christ, have the mind of Christ in us, and begin to walk therein. That doesn't mean that we're not going to make mistakes. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to fall down. We're going to trip over stuff. But we get back up. We ask God for forgiveness. Say, God, forgive me for that choice I made. I'm sorry help me find the root of that and then we can then I can move on but you got to find the root you got to you got to say god okay where's the root and sometimes we don't want to do that we don't want to deal with it because a lot of stuff that goes on in our lives it's stuff that came out of our past. It's stuff that happened when we were kids. It's how our parents raised the stuff we heard and uh, dealt with. And we don't want to deal with those things. But the only way we're going to live the abundant life in Christ Jesus is to deal with it and understand where it comes from and be able to say to God, Lord, help me. <laughs> help me find the root and walk through this. Help me be able to understand where this comes from. You know, I, I, when when my wife and I first got together, I, I grew up in a house where I was pretty much uh, invisible, so to speak. And, uh, you know, I just wasn't paid much, much attention to, and, um, my, my stepmother was, uh, was a drinker. And so that meant that she was a foster. But I realized as I grew older that she was dealing with a bunch of stuff and she was dealing with hormonal stuff and didn't know what was going on with her, you know, because, you know, they didn't talk about it. You know, women didn't talk about what was going on with them and hot flashes and, you know, hormonal issues that were going on. And so she was going through a bunch of trauma in her own life. And so she didn't know how to deal with it. So she unfortunately took it out on us, (laughs) took it out on me. And uh, so she would fuss. Oh, my God, she would fuss. And I got, I learned how to when a certain tone came about, when she used a certain tone, I knew she was go, she was going off, she was getting ready for us. And I got really good at being able to look her in her face, like I was paying attention, and be a thousand miles away, and go uh huh uh huh mm mm-hmm, huh and not hear nothing she said. And so uh, when my wife and I got together. Um, when we were dating um, she hit that tone and something she was saying and I thought and my mind just boom and I thought okay I'm not listening to what she's saying I gotta hear what she's saying and so I had to work with myself to bring myself back and then I had to say hold on hold on okay I did not hear one word you just said and then I explained to her what I had been through and how I did that and it was it was an automatic thing that happened when a certain tone came about and so I had to I had to reveal that to her and explain that to her so that she could understand that she couldn't use that tone with me or if she did she had to realize that I might automatically blank and not hear the first part of what she's saying and so she was gonna to have to go back and say it again. And so we had to work through that. And this is what we have to do. God doesn't just manage to take a magic wand and tap us on the head and say it's going to be okay. It doesn't happen that way. That's not real. You have to learn how to deal with, excuse me, the things that have happened in your life. And once you've dealt with those things in your life, then you can love all. After you've decided that you would go to counseling and deal with, okay, I've been through some abusive things in my life, and so I need to find out where that's coming from. And then you find out where it's coming from. And then once you identify it, you go to God and say, God, okay, I've identified this. Help me with this. And see, a lot of things of what I, what I find out is that once we forgive people, as we forgive them of the things that they've done to us, that releases us. It releases us from them and from the things, the trauma that had happened. It releases us to be able to work from a new platform so that I could begin to release that automatic sensor that, that would automatically cut my ears off and my mind disappeared to somewhere else. And then I could begin to hear the things that she was saying and deal with her and the things that she needed dealt with. But if I hadn't dealt with my issues, I couldn't help her deal with hers. And this, this is how we grow and become the people that God has called us to be for, with a full, abundant life. Glory to God. A full, abundant life. I don't know who needed that today, but God, God bless you. May the Lord help you find out the decisions that you have to make in your life. And begin to move in that direction. And and most of the time, it means that we need to get outside help. And we need to get someone to help us work through those things. Because we don't always have the tools to do it ourselves. Because someone has taken those tools from us or we didn't develop them because our parents hadn't developed them so they couldn't teach them to us. So now we have to learn them from somewhere else. But we have to learn them in order to grow and to have a better life, to become more abundant, as Jesus said. He says, I've come to give you life and to give you that life more abundantly. He gives us that life, but we have to learn how to walk in it. Hallelujah. And he's there with us every single step of the way. There's not one instant of that way that Jesus is not there with us and walking with us and talking with us and giving us the instructions we need to go forward. The love of God is right there. Right there. Know that you're never alone. Jesus is there. I'm there. And you have friends that are there. You have family that is there. Reach out. Reach out to them. Let them know where you are. Let them touch your heart. And watch God work. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you, we praise you for your presence that's in us through your Holy Spirit. Help us to hear your voice. You said that your sheep know your voice, and we're listening. We're learning how to put you first. And to seek your face. And to hear your voice, to know which way to go. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you, and Jesus loves you so much more. I'll talk with you tomorrow. All God's Children Community Church wants to thank you for listening to this podcast. Hi, I'm Pastor Terry. And I'm your host. And I want to thank you for your support of this program. If you would scroll to the bottom of the uh, link, the bottom of the website, uh, you will see that there's a link that says support this show. If you click on that link, it will take you securely to our cash app that you can give to word for today and I want you to give so that according to Philippians chapter four verses 17 that you will receive the good that comes from giving. Good comes from giving you know the word also says that God loves a cheerful giver and because God wants us to support those who Support us with the word. So if you are getting fed, we appreciate that support. And I will pray that my God will supply all your need according to his riches and glory. Because you support this podcast. And I know that God will give everything that he has. And it says, my God will use his wonderful riches... In Christ Jesus to give you everything you need and so I believe God for that and I thank God for it also just below that you'll see our web uh, our uh, email account and if you would please drop me an email to uh, and just to let me know how the podcast is going uh, if it's blessing you and um, your questions, if you have any, and uh, if I get enough of the questions, I will dedicate a podcast to answering those questions. So uh, I appreciate you your support. I thank you for your time, and may God' richest blessing continue to be poured out on you as you live in the kingdom and as you bless others.